Tea Time, Midlife Edition. It's not a coffee break. It's tea time. Slow down. Relax. It's your turn. Welcome, 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 welcome. Turn the tea kettle on. Pick your favorite tea. Grab your favorite teacup. Let it steep. Add what you will. Find a cozy spot. It's tea time. Midlife edition. Glad to have you back. It's Tea Time Midlife Edition. I'm your host, Regina Young, a.k.a. Gina. Today's topic is self-care and self-nurturing. What's the difference? The tea I'm drinking today, which is very exciting, is chai spice tea. And I made it latte style. So it's really good. Um, some of the, uh, the great qualities in chai tea is the fragrance. Uh, I, I don't know if it's clove or something, but it is delicious. And I say that every week because most of the teas I'm drinking are delicious. I am telling you. Mm. Oh my gosh. I really, if you can find uh chive uh, tea from sash, I, I, I don't know where, I don't even know where I got this tea, but it is so good. You have got to find it. Uh, you know, it's very uh, spicy, like in fragrance and it helps with the digestive system and it helps with weight loss. So, um, you know, definitely consult your doctor or your herbalist to see if this fits in your, in your health regimen, but it is worth drinking. Love it. Um, like I was saying, let's get started. Uh, when we're talking about self care, why is it important to have self care in midlife? Uh, you know, I always look up the definition and one of the definitions I came across was self-care is maintaining or preserving one's health. And I was like, well, that alone is the reason to uh, take on uh, self-care. But, uh, you know, the other reason I see why to take on self-care really at any age, but especially at midlife is because you're the only player in the game. At the end of the day, um, the game called your life. And at the end of the day, you get to say, uh, you know, how are you going to um, participate in that game? Is that going to be, uh, you know, with the self-care and self-nurturing? Uh, or is that going to be just, uh, you know, rolling out of bed and just, and just, uh, keep it moving. And unfortunately not looking, um, up to your best ability or feeling your best. So, uh, that's one thing I talk about around self care. Um, I take care of my family, friends. Some people have their elderly parents they're taking care of, as well as, uh, um, you know, taking care of the house, the car, like there's everything, the pets, everything. But yet they don't take care of themselves. They're not on the list. Like, why is that, that they're not on the list? 
you know, and the list I'm talking about is proverbial, uh, to do list. The thing that has you, uh, uh, keep every day, there's something on that list, but one thing that always seems to escape that list is you, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I find it really difficult when you take care of everything else and you don't take care of yourself. At one point you got to ask yourself, like, why am I not a priority? You know, you know, if I'm not a priority, no one else is going to make me a priority then how does this work exactly, you know? And that is the reason why I say, ask yourself the question, why are you not the priority? Because it may be a self-esteem issue, and that may be something um, you might need help with or you might have to ask for help with or um, because, you know, it's something that you just can't step over because this is all about your health and well-being. And if you do not see the reason to take care of yourself, who else will? And, and I just say, if you're going to be filling stuff in a bucket, you might as well put some in your bucket too. <laughs> you know, people sometimes say that, oh, it's a scheduling thing. I don't have the time for that. You know, like self-care takes time. Well, that's correct. And that's why there is the to-do list. And I say, Put yourself on the to-do list. By putting yourself on a to-do list, you're actually blocking out time where you include yourself and your well-being. So um, uh, after, uh, a little bit further down, I will uh, share some ideas I have around self-care because I do do a lot of self-care. I do believe in that. And I've always believed in it. Even if it's just working out 20 minutes a day, that's all part of self-care. So let's look at self-nurturing. You know, self-nurturing is not the same as self-care. You know, self-nurturing is like growing and expanding while you're cultivating yourself. And it gives you balance and joy. I mean, the things that you say to yourself may run you down, you know, like, that it just may run you down and you have to think to yourself, is that self-nurturing or self-defeating? And that's why it's important to self-nurture. It's actually to be connected with yourself. Um, self-nurturing is a way I call it of like filling your bucket. You know, it's, it's positive. It's, uh, it makes you feel, you know, like joy and happiness that's what self-nurturing does. You know, some things that um, I do around self-nurturing, which is, one is I give up uh, old stories about, you know, when I did or didn't do something perfect. Like, for if you're being self-nurturing, the first thing you give up is the perfection piece. Because perfection is the highest level of self-abuse. I don't know where I read that, but I've never soon forgot that once I did read it. I was like, what? I thought perfection was a good thing. And we're finding out perfection is not a good thing. It's self-abuse. It's forcing yourself to um, meet expectations that are probably not even realistic. And you're going to push and push and push yourself till you burn out. And it's not self-nurturing. So, um, 
Other things that I do around self-nurturing is um, I actually meditate. It's just to get me grounded because it, it doesn't work to, uh, you know, keep going, going, going for everyone else and don't actually take care of myself um, mentally and physically. Um, the other thing I do is I eat well, you know, foods that are, you know, nourishing for the body and the spirit, you know, as well as, um, taking walks in nature. And of course, ladies tell me, am I right? Or <laughs> a glass of wine is self-nurturing. Hello. <laughs> I'm very clear. <laughs> a glass of wine is self-nurturing as well as, uh, you know, actually, uh, having people, uh, if you can afford it, do your hair, your nails, you know, and your feet. Someone else doing your, your, let's say, um, physical appearance is self-nurturing. It's that sense of touch and that sense of touch is self-nurturing. So that's a, another thing. But some positive quotes, uh, I've always found that to be self-nurturing. It's actually to um, put a new let's say, monologue in your head versus the story of the past or the negative uh, thoughts you have or judgments you have around yourself. So I find quotes to be um, the best thing for self-nurturing. And I put it all around the house. I even have a book full of just great quotes that are self-nurturing when I need to be inspired. Um, in a certain way. I listen to white noise. Surprisingly, white noise is great for um, self-nurturing because time could pass. I, I listen to um, ocean, rain, running water, bird chirping, you know, all those things just bring so much peace over me. And I truly enjoy uh, uh, the white noise. Um, actually another thing that you probably would have never thought of that would be self-nurturing. I, I, I find setting boundaries is self-nurturing to not let someone, um, I would call it, um, like step all over you and, uh, uh and, and, and I, I use you up and then all of a sudden, you know, you're all upset and burnt out. But by setting boundaries, you're saying, hey, this is all I have to give and that's it. The rest I'm keeping it for myself to nurture myself so I can give more. So setting boundary is something I definitely consider is an important piece for um, self-nurturing. Now for self-care, that's easy. You don't have to ask me twice. I know exactly what to do. <laughs> you know, it starts off with, okay, aromatherapy, you know, if it's not candles, if it's not, uh, um, you know, incense, um, anything to set the mood for self-care, um, like, uh, a massage, self-touch is a massage too, as well with oils and, and aromatherapy and stuff like that, as well as, uh, you know, doing your part by eating healthy, uh, is self-care as well as two things that I do that people probably may not do that often or do it at all 
is one is I go to the iridologist. An iridologist is someone who looks in your eye and they can tell what's going on to your inside your body. Because at the end of the day, your eye and your feet and your hands are all connected to your internal organs. So um, that is, uh, is something that is like the best self-care you could ever give to yourself. And that is most of the things they see is before symptoms. When you go to the doctor, you might see it after symptoms. But uh, um, I go to the iridologist. And um, at one point, I'm sure I'm going to have my my iridologist on Tea Time at Midlife Edition. So look out for that. Um, as well as acupunctures. I go to an acupuncturist because uh, um you know, to have my body, um, nerve, nervous system, like, uh, in balance, it really does, you know, bring me a lot of peace and I get really grounded by that. Um, also, um, twice a year I detox in the spring and then the fall to give my body a chance to, you know, get the toxins out and cleanse all part of self-care. And it's an important part of self-care. That's for sure. You know, if you've not been doing that, consider putting that in as part of your self-care regimen. Tea Time Midlife Edition is about creating community. Um, I asked my, I call them tea masters. They're friends. They're like women, like myself. Um, the following question, because I really wanted to know, you know, like who taught them self-care and self-nurturing? Because I, 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 I always wonder, we all assume it w- went a certain way. And then all of a sudden, I asked them and I got some really fun and different answers. Of course, I got the, you know, most people said, oh, my, uh, my you know, my, my mother, my sister, um, excuse me, my friends, um, you know, but most really landed on, obviously, their mother, you know, and, you know, she nurtured. Um, well, I know my mother, she nurtured, um, you know, our family by having food and cooking food and having food available, you know, and, um, you know, having treats and stuff like that. So always felt taken care of, you know, but I asked my other friend and she said, which I thought was very interesting. And I agree. Cause this is my father as well is that they nurtured her in a different way, and I said my father did too, is by um, letting um, us experience uh, creative things that I could build, like creating and building things. Like my father is an an, an antique restorator, uh, upholsterer, so obviously chairs, you know, and all that stuff and getting it with new material and and stripping it and building it back up and varnishing it and making it absolutely fabulous. So that's an experience that my father taught me that I never soon forgot and still do. And, and my father's, uh, um, you know, uh, is older now. So I'm glad he was able to give me that uh, gift of uh, knowing how to do it. Um, but my, f- my tea master friend, she said that her father um, nurtured her spirit and never put her in a box or told her she couldn't do anything if she believed she could. And I thought, oh, now isn't that brilliant? Now that is, you know, nurturing. And, and that's who taught her 
that nurturing spirit. I thought that was so brilliant. I really did. So why self-care? You know, I think self-care is important because it shows the world who and how you treat yourself. And they may act accordingly because if they see you not caring about yourself, then why should they care about you? So that if that's the only reason why you do self-care, then do it for that reason. But I would assert, you know, that's not the only reason. Now, self-nurturing, why is that important? Because I feel like that's your light shining through. And if you are not nurturing yourself, then your light is getting dimmer and dimmer. And in midlife, yes, it is so important to keep your light shining. Um, you know, I, like I say, midlife, it's all about self-care and nurturing routines. It's not an option. It's a necessity. It's the best way to connect the mind body together and have that show out in the world. You know, I'm just, I'm a real fan about that. And I'm really clear that in midlife, taking that on as a, as a, a part of, of, uh, being a well-being maker moving forward and having your, you know, light keep shining. That's things that you have to schedule in for yourself. No one else can give that to you. And I wonder, I always think to myself, how do, when I see people who are a lot older or look a lot older, what, which one of these things did they stop doing? Think about that. Your body, if your body is your temple, your health is what decides the quality of life you're going to have in your temple. I'm going to leave you with a quote. It was a card my massage therapist gave me. Um, He handed it to me after my last massage, and it said, Be gentle and kind to you. I kept that card in my wallet just to remind myself that I'm the player in the game. And if I don't take care of me, who will? Next week's topic is what is self-love? Cheers. It's tea time. Midlife edition.